Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. out doing deliveries uh, a couple of days ago right and this dude outside of Wawa was sitting there asking people for loose change and as I walked out he asked me if I made good money doing DoorDash and it made me feel some kind of way <laughs> did it though like maybe he was asking for personal reference because maybe like you know he wasn't homeless per se like he, he just had, only had one key or had like a yeah exactly right you know there's lots of people vanning it right now um how do you feel i know you probably had like a whole setup going here but i'm gonna completely like hijack this vehicle and believe take it or it. not i kind of actually respect that because i didn't actually have a uh, good follow-up okay well i'm, I'm i was more or less there, throwing an alley-oop so look at me you. look at me look at me I am the captain now. <laughs> and we are rising up and, and crashing through. through. Getting it out of the way nice and early. This is Doc. And Ziggy. And we are the, the flood. flood. That's right, your favorite weekly pop culture digest where we take our pop perspective to put the culture in context. context. And make, make the, the mainstream, mainstream make, make sense. sense because, because if we if don't, we do not make if we sense, don't, we then don't don't what happens? What happens? Back at it, taking the news happening around you and discussing how it shapes the culture that defines you. And uh, what I want to discuss real quick before we roll into some of the things that we got happening this week. What are some of the things we got to talk about this week, Zig? Well. We do have to give a little bit of an update on the NBA playoffs, which will be a little dated by the time, but, you know, we can talk about the potentials because we're only down to four teams. Florida is going to have everybody wear clear backpacks, and it's not for fashion like nice. I thought it was going to be when I was in middle school. Wow. Wow. 2000s fashion, right? That futuristic, like, <laughs> chromium shit. Uh, go ahead, though. What else we got? What else we got? So, uh, Doc and I got into a heated debate earlier this week over the best songwriter. Oh my god, it, listen, because the JD and P. Diddy versus battle is coming up. Uh, ja Morant has earned his nickname Ja Wick. And, and there's a couple other things, but before we, we, we get... We have a soft move of a boss move, we got... We got the, the Daredevil shutdown. We have the game of the year. And before we get into all of that, I want to know, Zig, how do you feel about this new van life revival movement that's going on on TikTok and like Instagram? Oh, and like, like microhouses and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, like this, yeah, van living. I got, I respect it. If it came down to it and you had to get out of your spot, would you, and somebody tossed you like a quick 10K, could you convert a van into like a little micro house for yourself and you- I ha Do I get the 10K to convert it or do I, am I given the resources to convert it and then given 10K for doing it? No, you get the 10K to convert a van into a micro house. Oh, so it's, I, I gotta call up exhibit first. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, listen. I'm like, I gotta listen. talk to the person with experience doing so, this. So hear me out. This is how, okay, P. 
pitch time. <laughs> Pimp my ride, right? Since you brought it up. Here's how we can redeem it, right? We take this Did TikTok. Did it need redeeming? Yes. Oh, absolutely, dude. Have you not seen, like, the Ask Reddit threads and stuff about that shit where they're, like, the cars that they fucking pimp out fall <laughs> apart in, like, a week after what? the show is over? Yeah, they make them, like, completely, like... <laughs> just non-functional cars <laughs> <laughs> dog the modifications that they made were so like shoddy and shit it's terrible like people's work cars got turned into like these fucking like clown shows <laughs> it was awful putting like fish tanks in people's cars they put like a tv in a dude's steering wheel are you fucking <laughs> kidding me <laughs> dog now we just have window belts that show was so egregious that they could redeem themselves right by partnering with hgtv and joining the micro van house I movement have, i have another hot i have another way to redeem it okay okay but hear me out right like pimp my van or house my van house my van. <laughs> and they take popular house djs and they have them find people tiktok influencers who are living in their vans and they pimp their vans out with MTV and exhibit. Cut my check. Cut my check. Call my people. Cut my check. I was gonna say, we take an old classic and we remix it. That's what I'm. With that's, another old classic. That's what you I did. Junkyard that's Wars. That's what I did. Junkyard. Junkyard Wars. Yeah. Where okay. people would be like tasked to build some wild machine against another team to try to accomplish some task like have something that climbs this giant mountain. Was that on this... was that on Spike or was that on like HGTV? No, that, that, that was that's definitely a good Discovery Channel. Was that yeah, yeah, no, that feels yeah. like Discovery yeah, Channel. Yeah, it was like esque. it would probably be before or after Mythbusters. <laughs> like that type of thing. But that show, hosted by Exhibit, I'd watch the fuck out of that. Junkyard Wars hosted by Exhibit. Pimp my junkyard. Pimp my... Shut up. No. No. Absolutely not. That idea is trash. No pun intended. All right. Well, um, <laughs> well I mean, if we're going to talk about trash, let's talk about pop music. And this week's hit on the algorithm is... Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Country music, country, as as we were just talking about it, right? I okay, I've heard some Morgan Wallen, so I'm not I'm not just over here judging from like the fucking rafters, right? I I that I, I can't with the fucking. How do you have you heard it? Not you yet. Listen? I mean, it's no? number one right now, so I think it just take, took number one because it just took yeah, over Kill Bill by SZA or Kill Bill by. Fuck, I can't even remember. It is SZA. It is SZA? Yeah. Oh shit, I was like on top of my shit right there. For a second. For a second. For a second. Anyway, so I asked you for a number between 10 and 50, and you gave me 42. So, let's go back 42 years to the Billboard charts of 1981. And so, the top five were Bette Davis' eyes, Bet Davis's? 
There's a Kenny Rogers song on here. Is it no one to hold up? It's Late Eat by Kenny Rogers. There's also a John Lennon song on here. Uh, and there's a Diana Ro Okay, so number one. Of those specific songs. Of the top five of 1981's top Billboard hits, you have Kim Carnes at Betty Davis Eyes, or and Diana Ross and Lionel Richie at number two with Endless Love. Then we have Kenny Rogers at number three with Lady, right? Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna sit we, here. We and literally pretend. were just talking about how we don't fuck with country. So, uh, to, but Kenny Rogers is the goat, though. <laughs> I know Well, I mean, like John Lennon at number four with uh, the uh, just like starting over, and oh fuck that song. Number five is Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. <laughs> you want to know why? That's I have the one you were the most excited about. You want to know Jesse's why I have a special affinity for that song? Why? Because of Rick Springfield's arc in Californication. Oh my God, that's why. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Californication. Rick Springfield getting into fights with David Duchovny was priceless. Yeah, no, that is. You, you know, I would pay to see And they that. made running jokes. They were like, you're literally famous off of one song. And he's doing coke out off of like a picture frame in the trailer with Marcy. God, you are straight out of a John Hughes flick. You know, we were talking about him in the history of film class. For real? Yeah. And we had a whole whole I mean, chapter listen. devoted to teen movies of the 1980s. 80s, I mean, we had, so we had when you think when you think 80s, though, like, I mean, John Hughes is, like, we we especially were given, for teen drama movies in the 80s. Though, yeah, we were like, given uh, three different pink. movies the option to watch. Yeah. So we were given The Breakfast Club and House Party. Oh, why would you not watch House Party? Oh, I absolutely watched watch House, House Party. Party. That was 100% the one that, that I watched. Is literally one of the best movies ever. Are you I 100% fucking... watched House Party. That was definitely the one that I chose. And uh, I give my professor credit because um, in his oh, like, journal um, thing, he was like, House Party wasn't even made until 1990, but that is oh. another entire topic to cover, which we're not worried about <laughs> right, right now. Right. So I'm like, my professor, I heard right. that, and I was like, shout out, you're good, you got it, you understand. Also, St. Elmo's Fire was Joel Schumacher. Uh, we did have like a whole 20-minute part of class where we were just saying how shitty a movie 16 Candles was. <laughs> or no, 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 not 16 Candles. Was this Pretty in Pink. Yeah, it was Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink is... Like, how stupid the ending was, how, like, yeah. the best friend was set up to be, like, totally yeah. the white knight, and yeah. then she's just like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> like, literally anyone in but, friend zone watching that movie had their dreams crushed. Okay, see, that's why I feel like it's a little bit of a hot take to call that movie, to call it stupid for that reason, right? Because it takes that, that trope and it subverts it, right? It was one of the first movies to subvert that, like, oh, it was the best friend all along trope, right? And it's like, no, actually, it's not. She doesn't have to be into this nigga Ducky just because he's a good person, right? <laughs> like, hey, good guys don't always <laughs> finish last or first. Sometimes, sometimes, she just goes her own way. <laughs> you can go your own way. Which is funny, because Fleetwood Mac broke up. 
and Stevie Dick sure as hell went her own way and took half. Like they all do. And on that note, we'll take a quick break. And we're back. Welcome back. With some good old-fashioned weird news. And having some fun while laughing at people's expenses. With one of our favorite segments. Florida versus, versus everybody. everybody. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Florida man's Florida man's Florida man. This the most Florida story of the week. This is a segment where I go and find headlines from around the world, including, but not limited to, Florida. That are of the wacky, insane, some might say downright quirky variety. Sometimes scary. And <laughs> I bring them to Doc. <laughs> to sometimes... <laughs> I bring them to Doc. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought about for a second, like, somebody who was listening to this for the first time. I was like, is that how they talk? <laughs> no, people. It's a bit. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit. So I bring these headlines it's to Doc, and he yes. has to decide if the headline is from Florida or everywhere yeah. else. And he gets some wrong, which is the point of the segment. Unlike before, I have the articles and context. Context stays, so I don't have to ask for context and be disappointed. This week includes Nazis, time travel, oh, art theft, what? dragons, and Interpol. Okay. All right. All right. Number one. Swastika Mountain is renamed Mount Halo in honor of a historical tribe leader. <laughs> There's a swastika mountain, or was was a swastika mountain. I don't feel like this is in Florida because I don't think there are any mountains in Florida. That is good deductive reasoning. This is not Florida. Now, can you take a guess of where it is? This is how, by the way, audience, he earns bonus points. Is it Montana? No. It's not Montana. Would you like to take a second guess? Ooh, do I get a second guess? I'll give you a second guess, because you're not far off. Oh, I'm not? No. Mm hmm. South Dakota. No! Oh, Oregon. Damn. It is Oregon. Oh, it's Oregon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, Oregon. What the fuck is going on, Portland? Portland, y'all are supposed to be on this. Y'all are like the like home base for Antifa. <laughs> There's a Swastika Mountain. What's it getting renamed to? A lesser known peak in Western Oregon's Umpakwa Forest was renamed Mount Halo after residents suggested a change to the moniker. The U.S. Board on Geographic uh... Names approved the change from Swastika Mountain on April 13th. The new title, Mount Halo, pays tribute <laughs> to Chief Halito of the Yankala Kapula tribe. Um, that's that's dope that they're I need to know how the mountain got named Swastika Mountain in the first place I'm sorry Carrie Timchuk, executive secretary at the Historical Society 
told NPR last summer that the mountain, as well as the now extinct town of Swastika, <laughs> there was a whole Swastika town, were named after a cattle ranch of the same name in the early 1900s before Adolf Hitler a and his party rose to power. A cattle ranch. So the town was named after a cattle ranch, which was named, which was then named in remembrance of a mountain. <laughs> to which the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum says that the ranch was using the symbol for branding catalog that dates oh my back God. in 7,000 years, <laughs> meaning good fortune or well-being in Sanskrit. Oh my God. They do not believe that this mountain or town was named in bad faith. There were Nazi cows running around Oregon? <laughs> the mountain's new name was approved in a 19-3 vote during the Oregon Geographic Names Board meeting in December. Can you imagine being the three people in that meeting who were like, no, I think we should stay with tradition. <laughs> like, why? Dude, do you think, do you think those three people were neo-Nazis? Because they might not have been. Maybe they but were Antifa members. <laughs> Bro. Who are diehard against the paradox of intolerance. <laughs> Could you, like, why? I need to have, like, I just want to sit down with those three people and I'm just like. I, I don't have the rationale behind the three I know, people, I know it's not in the article, but it's still funny. That it was like 193. They made damn sure to include the vote count. 193 to 3. <laughs> To three people who were to nineteen the, to three. Nine, oh, nineteen to three. My bad. My bad. There's still three people, people? that were like, <laughs> let's not rename Swastika Mountain. <laughs> I'm still geeking out about Nazi cows running around. They weren't Nazi <laughs> cows. They were just unfortunately branded cows. Because I mean, the whole the whole town of Swastika got a bad rap. I mean, think about it. They're just like living their best cattle ranch life, and then they're just like, "Who are these Nazi? Oh my god! <gasps> oh my god! I almost we should sue them." Holy shit! Okay, all right. Next headline, please, because time traveling man crashes a car into building. How do we know he was time traveling? This. You know, I'm gonna say this isn't Florida. This is Florida. Oh, God damn it. A man who told police he wanted to time travel crashed his Dodge One Challenger day. into a strip mall on North Davis Highway in Pensacola earlier this week. The vehicle sped through the traffic light at the intersection of North Davis Highway and West Fairfield Drive at approximately 10.50 a.m and traveled through the front entrance of the advanced tax services. The car barreled through the center of the building, coming to a stop Jeez. outside of the double doors at the building's rear entrance. He tried to back to the future. <laughs> without a flux capacitor? Why would you try to back to the future without a flux capacitor? That's all I'm asking. Because... I, I highlighted this specific line. <laughs> If this had happened on a weekday, 
someone might have been in those cubicles. <laughs> and it makes me think of our drop for this day in history one week from today, where it's Doc Brown going, next Saturday night, we're going back to the future. And it's, when I read this headline, I was like, this motherfucker was trying to Doc Brown it. Yeah, no, he literally tried to back to the future, it's son. Without a flux capacitor, which was his first mistake. His second mistake was thinking that a Dodge Challenger, of all things. Now, and this is coming from somebody who appreciates American muscle, by the way. Um, would be the thing that's going to take you back in fucking time. Which is funny that we said that because I'm reading a book right now called Paradox Bound by Peter Kleins. It's all about, like, time travel. This this boy who meets this time-traveling secret agent who's on a hunt for the physical manifestation of the American dream. Um, and the car she's traveling in is a, like, fucking Model A Ford. And the cars can only... Only cars made in America can travel back in time in America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did want to actually give preface from this now. So when it comes to looking up for wild headlines, a lot of the times Florida, uh, they recycle a lot of old headlines. So yeah. I would like to make note of when these headlines are current versus when they are old. And the Florida man time traveling is from 2015. However, Swastika Mountain is from last week. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, maybe this guy had read Paradox Mound and was like thinking, oh, okay, the Challenger, maybe they're on to something, <laughs> right? But no, uh, I think this was that was maybe like the year before this book came out, so. So, this is a current headline. The guy who ate a 120,000 banana in an art museum says he was just hungry. Oh, I saw this headline on Twitter. The dude who ate the banana that was duct taped to the wall. Because first of all, first of all, now we have to have the discussion of whether or not a banana duct taped to a wall is art. Um, oh, I have the NPR, who is not sponsoring this podcast, article printed up in front of me. So there goes our chance to uh, have this NPR sponsorship, but do you want to read the article? Installations by Italian artist Maurizio Catalan are famously provocative, but his signature work, a banana taped to a wall, fell prey to a basic impulse, the hunger it provoked in a South Korean college student. <sighs> so, I don't care if you're a foreigner or not. If you are at an art exhibition and you see something taped to a wall, why would you assume that it is there for you to eat? Go ahead, keep reading the art. The art in question, comedian, is frequently replaced. Duct tape banana is meant to evoke everything from Charlie Chaplin's slapstick comedy to the fruit status as an emblem of global trade. It spoke to no Hyun Soo in simpler terms, reminding him that he had skipped breakfast that morning. So as his visit to the Seoul's Liam Museum of Art stretched past noon late last week, no seized low. the yellow fruit and ate it, ignoring the alarmed cry of a museum staffer. I was playing Donkey Kong IRL, bro. It took no about one minute to yank the banana and eat it. And when oh, he was God. done, he reattached the peel to its spot on the wall. He, no, he didn't. 
So, no. Okay, so that move alone makes me feel like this was malicious. No also suggested his own actions might qualify as art rather uh -huh. than mere uh -huh. transgression. Uh -huh. I was as right. he transformed was Taplin's right. work and put it back on display. The no drama lasted only about 30 minutes as museum workers installed a second banana to restore <laughs> Catalan's vision. <laughs> this nigga thought he shredded the Banksy. He was wrong. They had more bananas waiting. This is retarded. This is so retarded. This Previous iterations of Comedian have sold for $120,000, including one in 2019 that was promptly eaten by another artist oh at my Art Basel in Miami Beach. Yes. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone down to after. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why don't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! That was the first one. That was the first installation, if I remember correctly. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe uh, this artist has been doing... You said the banana tape to the wall is called Comedian? Yes. Oh, so, yeah, because he's fully aware that, the, obviously, it's a troll, right? The only way it, this could be more troll is if they put a frame around the banana duct tape to the wall because there's not, there's not a frame around the banana duct tape to a wall because I guess that would be too tongue in cheek. I bet right? you that the would artist be tacky. is thrilled whenever somebody eats the, the banana. banana. I think that's the point, right? Like he's, it's waiting, he's waiting for it to like, happen because it's like obviously somebody's gonna be like why is this I mean, banana this whole, duct tape the whole idea it reminds me of the treachery of images the very famous painting oh here we go go ahead of in it, in french it says this is not a pipe but it is a painting <laughs> of a pipe. a pipe so that was actually like the main topic of my first class of mm. textual analysis yeah was that it was right. like this is not a pipe it is an icon of a pipe the shape is associated with pipes with a pipe but it is not no, a, pipe. a pipe it is itself. an icon of a pipe right it is not itself a pipe this is not a ship it is a model of a ship it does float like a ship and if you had people tiny enough it could be a ship but it itself is not a ship um no that's so when people say art can be pretentious <laughs> Only people who are really like into high art understand the comedic like satire that is the comedian. Other people see a banana on the wall and they're like, this is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Like this and Jackson Pollock and fucking Basquiat. Like <laughs> what is that? People is that? people would be like, look at all of this art and be like someone like, I like, like someone even like, by the way. like Banksy, like, and I love Banksy. Yeah. Like people will just overly read too much into it, and sometimes the artist would just be like, huh, "I had a dick in there." Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you do this? Because like, just because I wanted to hide a dick in that spot. Rescuers down under. So, man pulls out machete after Bar refuses to let him sing another karaoke song. <laughs> this definitely sounds like 
This is Florida. <laughs> a Florida man is being accused of pulling out a machete at a Brevard County bar. His request to continue singing karaoke at the business was denied. Sometimes you get that bug in you, man, and you just gotta you gotta belt it out, and you gotta let everybody know what's in your heart. And when the bartender tells you you've had enough, and you're like, maybe maybe other people don't deserve this microphone like I do. And actually, you know, I came here, I've come here consistently since you guys have done the karaoke night. And honestly, I feel like I really should be allowed to Chappelle it whenever I want. And the fact that you were telling me that I am nothing less of a Mariah Carey is in fact insulting in its own right. And maybe, maybe just maybe it is me who should be kicking you out. During the conversation with authorities, Jordan said he was carrying the concealed weapon because it had been threatened two days ago and needed to stay alert in order to protect himself. Stay woke out here in these streets, fam. This is fam. an 18-inch machete. 18-inch, keep your head on a swivel because I'm chopping next. So that thing is basically running down the entirety of his calf neck. or his thigh. Yeah. If no. he's trying to conceal that. He, he pulled that shit out like the fucking predators. <laughs> it was like, let's go. Let's go. Are you gonna let me sing fucking Boogie Nights or what? <laughs> Either I'm gonna get this earth, wind, and fire out, or you <laughs> This is also a current headline from last month. Do you gonna let me sing this Luther Vandross? I did karaoke. Uh, I was watching uh, Last Rap. Or I'm gonna cut your hands off. <laughs> I was watching uh, the Sixers Celtics game for a bit. Uh, just stopped in after a delivery. And, the, and you did karaoke? And karaoke. <laughs> So I signed up to do Dance Magic Dance. Oh my god. And I had no idea that that was a six minute long song. <laughs> like That's literally like two and a half minutes in, I'm like, it's still fucking going? It's and still... DJ was like, it's six minutes long. I'm like, I did not, what? <laughs> I thought this was like a quick little movie bit. Like. Uh, uh, I feel like our listeners can relate. <laughs> Church members. Hoping whoever stole truckload of pipes will have change of heart and shipment can be recovered. Why would you steal a truckload of church organ pipes? That is actually what the church, uh, the people at the church are asking themselves. Um, are they made of copper, like, or brass? I feel like that would be made of brass, right? Like, is that a brass instrument? Where is this from? Okay, hold on. I have a counter question. Is a church organ a percussion instrument or a brass instrument? Percussion instrument. By definition, it's a percussion instrument. instrument. Yeah. Even like even, a piano is a percussion instrument. Even yeah, but a piano doesn't like produce sound through like fucking pipes though. I think it's a woodwind. They're not wood pipes. No, but as it's if it's producing the sound by sending air through the pipes, that would be a woodwind. Or technically, no, it would be a brass instrument then. <laughs> and there's the rub. Um, so I love 
you know how much I love that phrase. Yeah. Culture and context for all you people. Anyway. This is not Florida. This is not Florida. Would you like to take a guess where it is from? Bavaria. No! You were close. It is close to Florida. Oh, it's close to Florida. I thought you were going to say I was close again, and I was about to be like, damn. Nope, second guess. I'll give it. It's close to Florida. It's close to Florida? Um... Tennessee? You want to take another guess where in Tennessee? It's in Tennessee. It's in Tennessee, though. It is! Okay, all right. Uh... Memphis? It is in Memphis, Tennessee! Tennessee. Yeah, baby! Members of the Memphis, Tennessee church are hoping and praying that whoever stole a moving <laughs> truck over the weekend will repent after finding out what's inside. Old organ pipes and lots of them. Damn, they had to, they're old. You don't need them. Spencer Organ Company owner Joseph Fratella said in a police report that the pipes have limited value to whoever has them now. Uh -huh, no. They have amazing intrinsic value to this project. They are historic. It is going to be very hard to sell to anyone else. They're not going to sell them, baby. They're going to smoke crack out of them. Can you imagine what smoking crack out of a church organ pipe would be like? It's fucking the holy. Also, the church was also relayed that Rotella said industry colleagues have had similar thefts. In those cases, <laughs> the thieves realized that the contents of the van had little to no street value and abandoned the vehicle. Yeah, that's that's probably what it We hope for a similar resolution to come, to which I say... More this than... doesn't make you a thug, Ja. <laughs> More than likely, that's this what This doesn't happen. make you a thug. No, they stole a moving van hoping that it would have something valuable in it, and it turns out this one had fucking church organs. Can you imagine how blown you would be if going through all that work afterwards it turns out you just had a bunch of fucking like musical equipment? <laughs> What am I gonna do? Start a roving band? Am I gonna start like? I guess I better become like a revival a preacher. T R O U P E. Yep. Yep. Time to start televangelizing. Hey, there's money in televangelizing. <laughs> Creflo Dalla. And his fucking private jets and shit. Did you hear that Beyonce and Jay Z? What do you think's more profitable, being a uh, televangelist or a Supreme Court justice? Being Beyonce and Jay-Z, did you hear they just bought the most expensive house in the United States? Over $200 million. Only $200 million for the most expensive in America? I, wow, it really on. is a recession. Hold on, let me, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, they just purchased the most expensive home ever in California. It's a 30,000 square foot home in Malibu. Um... Eclipsing previous records of 177 million, the house tops in the top previously being a 238 million dollar apartment in New York. The house that they bought, however, came in at a whopping 295 million dollars. Do you think even 295 million dollars? Do you still think Jay and Beyonce just bought that outright? Do you I, think they finance anything? Oh yeah, no, when you get that rich, like everything is like financing, but like it's because you have, they have the liquid capital. 
Right, like, they could, if necessary, if the market was like, oh, you need to pay for your house in cash right now. Like, Jay-Z, like, has, like, fuck. He could just, like, fucking sell title, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, do you think that, you think that they just went to the realtor and they're like, here's, what, 250 million in cash? Or do you think they were just like, all right, sure, we'll sign a 30-year mortgage? I don't, no, I don't think it's a 30-year mortgage, but I don't think it's like a cash in a duffel bag kind of deal either. Like I said, when it comes to that, I think at a certain point. Like equity shares and shit like that? Yeah, probably. Um, Jay's probably like, Jay and Beyonce are probably like, we like it. We'll take it. Talk to the lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Talk to my financiers. This is like talk to my account. We'll have my people call your people. Like that's it. And then they'll just negotiate the best deal. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. And then like Jay probably just gets like, you know, his finances like super streamlined. I'm not saying other people to handle him because I know Jay at this point is smart enough to handle his money. But like his simplified spreadsheet of all of his finances and shit like that. I saw a walkthrough of this mansion um, probably like a year ago, it, maybe even like during COVID. But it's it's a it's a fucking nice ass mansion, <laughs> dude. Like it's thirty thousand square feet, and it's like up on a hill, like you like overlooking it's like, like Tony Stark's yeah. house in Iron Man. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking baller, like. Next one. Man accused of driving to military base in stolen truck to warn of aliens and dragons. Oh, man. This feels very Florida. This is Florida. <laughs> a Florida man has been Yo. arrested after he was accused of stealing a pickup truck and driving to a Space Force base to warn the government against extraterrestrial and mythological creatures. Oh my god, was it QAnon shit? Johnson reportedly explained to authorities he was told by the president to warn the government that there were U.S. aliens fighting with Chinese dragons. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what is Hunter doing? <laughs> It isn't it isn't enough that he's going viral on Instagram for being <laughs> with different prostitutes every week. But now he's storming At least Space he's Force like, bases. When he's taking the TikToks, like now he's storming Space Force bases. <laughs> Listen, that the whole fucking GOP They just want Hunter Biden's laptop to yeah. for like discover their own new kicks. Uh, right. I was gonna say that whole GOP investigation turned up to be a big ass nothing burger, but they here Hunter goes. <laughs> the Chinese <laughs> they've got dragons. <laughs> and by dragons, he just means he means drones. Aliens versus United States aliens. Let's not get past that. that <laughs> Dude, I need this like I like, need did HB. the US make it a treaty with aliens or did we create our own aliens? I need Michael Bay to get working on this movie <laughs> stat, right? Like and I feel like even she and the the C, uh, CCP could get down with uh fucking Chinese dragons versus American aliens. Have like, you seen the movie Hero with Jet Li? <sighs> yes. Yeah, great movie, right? Yeah. 
major production force behind it? The Chinese government. I'm not necessarily mad at that because, uh, like, the American government. No, has- so this was actually as a result of the uh, fifth wave of Chinese film directors. Yeah. Like, basically, like John Woo and Mission Impossible. They were basically classically trained directors, and then Chinese government officials were like, oh, this is profitable. Let's make some dope shit. Uh, the American government has done that too. Anytime the military is like heavily heavily featured in any type of film, South Korea can, does it a lot. Right uh, now. Pitch Perfect, fucking like Pitch Perfect three, the one that like took place on like the military base and all of that shit. Uh, that whole movie was like riddled with U.S. like military influence. A movie about singing quartets. <laughs> Just think about that. Like, the government think has... about what you do for your country. The you military... Fire and go on a war crime spree. Has a deal with, like, football. Like, American football, which in itself is, like... The U.S. Know. Army made a really fucking dope third-person shooter game. <laughs> I mean, Call of Duty. Like... No, like, they made... Like, legit, the U.S. Army made one called it was, like, America's Army, and it was a really uh, fucking good uh, game. To, dis- to distract from the fact that, like, Call of Duty is probably responsible for a lot of recruitment strategy. Uh, but, hey, like, we're not going to get into that because this is not... We respect our soldiers. Alex Jones podcast. And because we respect, we respect our, our troops. Oh, oh, okay. So equating, equating the, like, fucking Call of Duty to, like, military recruitment pipeline is disrespectful to the troops somehow they're really good at Call of Duty. They're keeping our country safe. Next headline. (laughs) A woman gets 21 years for trying to kill her doppelganger with poisoned cheesecake. Why did you, first of all, that's absolutely disgusting. Why would you disrespect cheesecake like that? You know how I said there is one really wild headline? This is the wildest story, <laughs> by far. And this one is from last month. Is this... I mean, it was extra spicy the way you came in and said woman, uh, but then you said poison cheesecake, and I was like, fuck this bitch, because anytime you desecrate cheesecake, you you deserve to be, like, you know, sent to jail. So, like, I hope this bitch got what she deserved. What's going on? Now, is this Russia? Because remember, you have to guess. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Is this Russia or is this anywhere else? Uh, I feel like this is Russia because we are doing Florida versus everybody, and you said Russia. slip. (laughs) I just had to. I had to let you know that's what you did to yourself just now. I will tell you that it is. uh, It did not take place. In Russia, but involved a Russian national. Oh, oh, oh! So did it take place in Ireland then? No. It took place in New York City. You know, I will say that um, it is very stereotypically Russian of her to poison her her operative. Because <laughs> I just like, why? Why is it that you know the Russian government like was it like radioactive poison? Government. Russian government? No, if you remember at the top of the segment, I said Interpol was involved. You, you did you did say Interpol was involved. 
A Russian woman living in New York City was sentenced to 21 years in jail for poisoning her similar-looking friend with sedative-laced cheesecake, then stealing her identification and other valuables. Oh, this is this story. I should have known that this was what this was. I heard about this. Go A ahead. jury convicted Victoria Nazarova, 47, of attempted murder, assault, and other charges in February. Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz announced her sentence this week, nearly seven years after the Made for TV incident. A ruthless and calculating <laughs> con artist is going to prison for a long time for trying to murder her way to personal profit and gain. This is definitely some made for TV shit. This woman fucking like tried to murder her doppelganger so she could take over her life. <laughs> And fake her, and then was gonna fake her own death and take over this other lady's, like, like, and Interpol got involved? This shit is crazy. The defense believes that Judge Holder's sentence was excessive and inappropriate, given Miss Nazarova's life circumstances, her mental illness history, family support, oh. and her traumatic experiences oh. while living in the U.S. So, so they're saying that the, the sentence was heavy-handed considering she tried to fucking murder a lady and take her life. Like, okay, so I get, like, what kind of, like, mental health, like, issues are we talking about? Because unless this woman is schizophrenic, I don't feel like... Prosecutors argued that Nazarova had poisoned her friend in order to steal her identity so that she wouldn't have to return to Russia where she is wanted for a 2014 murder. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a mental illness that causes me to commit murder. <laughs> I constantly murder people and then I have to move to different countries and take over other people's lives that I then murder because you can't take over somebody else's life unless they are no longer living. The cheesecake incident began when Nazarova brought cheesecake over to beautician Olga Shevik's home on August 28, 2016. They were close in age. Shevik was 35 in appearance at the time, the district attorney's office notes. Uh, Nazarova ate two pieces of cheesecake, then offered a third slice to Shevik, the BBC reports. Shevik felt sick and after eating the cheesecake went to lie down where she started violently vomiting and floating in and out of consciousness, terrified there was something seriously wrong with her. The next day, a friend of Chivik discovered her unconscious in bed with pills scattered about her body as if she quote-unquote attempted to kill herself. She was then taken to a hospital Oh, for wow. Wow, she set the scene up and everything. <laughs> Upon returning home, Chivik realized that her passport and employment authorization card were missing, as well were her gold ring and other unspecified valuables. Damn, not only should she steal this lady passport, but she took her fucking jewelry and shit too, like, this is some cold-blooded shit. The cheesecake and pills came back positive for fentanyl, which prosecutors describe as a highly potent sedative, which is available for prescription in Russia, but not controlled in the United States. Ah. She laced the cheesecake with deadly drug so she could steal her unsuspecting victim's most valuable possession, her identity. This, this story is so crazy, dude. I can't, it really, I'm waiting for the like Netflix Interpol documentary. Interpol had a red notice out for Nazarova, 
This wasn't Nazarova's first brush with the law or with poison, authorities say. She's accused of killing her friend, Ala Alinsenko, and stealing her life savings in Russia 2014. Jesus. The following year, Interpol issued a rent notice for Nazarova's arrest for murder, in other words, a request to law enforcement worldwide to locate and provisionally arrest a person pending their extradition or surrender. Nazarova was arrested in March 2017 on charges including attempted murder and grand larceny. She said, I am not a killer. I'm woman. Only woman. I guess it's true what they say. You should never meet your doppelganger. And uh, with that being the last headline, I think it's time for another break. sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds that no one has ever heard before. Okay, these so, are some quick sports updates. The finals are happening. Well, they're not happening yet. However... As of right now, the Denver Nuggets are up three games to none on the Lakers, and the Miami Heat are up two games to none on the Boston Celtics, and Jimmy Butler is a superhuman. And by the time you hear this, we'll probably know who's going to. I'm going to make a not crazy assumption and say the Nuggets are going to be there. Is winning four games in a row is hard. Yeah. Yeah, and especially against the Bronze Lakers, right? Uh, well, no, the Nuggets only have to win one game against yeah, the Bronze Lakers. Yeah. The Bronze Lakers have to win four games yeah, against the two-time MVP, including two games in Denver with the elevation actually taking a physical toll on people. So, who do you think the other team is going to be? I don't really want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I feel you. But at this point, it's not really looking good, is it? Not looking good for Boston. Jimmy Butler is really good at basketball. And I love how people are like, oh my God, we're realizing how good Jimmy Butler is in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Cool Zach and I are like, we've been watching this since he was at least in Philadelphia. Like, the dude is a fucking dog. The Heat edge it out every time. Um, And it is looking like it might be a Nuggets versus the Heat kind of final. If the Nuggets come out of the West, I'm rooting for whoever comes out of the East. Really? So you'd be rooting for the Heat in that situation? I love Jimmy Butler. It just sucks rooting against him. Just like last year, I love Steph Curry. It sucks rooting against him. Yeah. As a Celtics fan. No, I, I totally get that. Um, it, like, even if LeBron made the finals with the Lakers, even though it's not looking good, I still give him credit. This is a hell of a thing for them to get to the Western Conference Finals. Especially since now, like, they started off 2-10. and 10. Some people might say it's a hell of a thing to even get to the NBA. You're right, it is an extremely difficult thing to get to the NBA. However, the San Antonio Spurs are thrilled to have the number one pick in this year's draft where they get to draft Victor Wembanyama. Ooh, okay, so do you want to tell us a little bit about Victor Wembanyama? So basically, um, he's seven foot four. Jeez. Where is he from? France. France, oh, okay. 
His so offensive French game looks fan. like Kevin Durant, okay, but taller. Isn't Kevin Durant like seven, seven feet tall? Uh, right. <laughs> this guy's seven four. Right. Okay. He plays defense like Rudy Gobert, who is six eleven. Yeah. This guy is seven foot four. four. Yeah. Right. Clean three. He's got handles. I watched this dude dribble between the legs, throw a quick pivot, and then hit a step back fadeaway three pointer. And he's seven and foot four. It. Well, I mean, yeah, at seven yeah. foot four, like the the fucking rim's not too much higher than him, right? Like with the proliferation of like players getting like taller and taller as time goes on, they're fucking gonna have to raise like regulation rims a little bit. So, uh, people are even mentioning the introduction of a four point shot. So, it's great that he went to the team that I wanted him to go to from the beginning, the San Antonio Spurs. Because the Spurs are a franchise who won't fuck it up. You think they will do this? The last time they tanked and got the number one pick, they picked a dude named Tim Duncan. The time before that, they picked a guy named David Robinson. Right. David Robinson, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, you might, is a Naval Academy graduate. Oh, no, I did not. He did his full four years at the Naval Academy. And instead of having to do the required, I think, three years in active duty, which my dad, who was class of 72, had to do, uh, they actually made an exception for him to do it in the reserves. So he could be a number one draft pick by the San Antonio Spurs to have a, from the United States Naval Academy. Right. The San Antonio Spurs select David Robinson from the United States Naval Academy. Can you ask for better PR? No. It's crazy the things that notoriety will get you. But, I mean, he did actually do, like, reserve stuff, and you know, his nickname is the Admiral. Right. So. Right. Right. It's going to be great because um, Greg Popovich is, you know, like, one of the greatest coaches ever. And San Antonio, like, I used to have a running joke that the only certain certainties in life were uh, death taxes and the Spurs making the playoffs. <laughs> because they legit made the Western playoffs 22 years in a row. Hey. There were people at one point who were alive and the Spurs never missed the playoffs during their entire life. It's like the That's opposite. That's really fucking impressive. It's like the opposite of uh, the Cubs. That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the running joke is the Spurs are the greatest franchise at losing ever. <laughs> they don't lose often, but when they do, they lose the best. Which is still better than the Cubs. Or the Browns, for that matter. Speaking of Browns, Jim Brown just died uh, earlier today. Yeah, R.I.P. Jim Brown. Uh, because... One of the GOATs. Lacrosse legend. Absolute legend. Lacrosse legend. Acting legend. Yeah? Yeah. In general. How many black exploitation movies was he in? <sighs> don't 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 do that to Jim Brown. Not not when we're RIPing him. Uh that was an important film movement, sir. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh check out Is It Black Enough for You on Netflix. But, I mean, if we're going to talk about another, you know, cultural movement, I thought we were done with the whole, like, bling-era hip-hop type of aesthetic and deal. And what's going on with Ja Wick? Damn, that's how you transitioned into that? That was a dirty transition. Um, 
So, uh, as we covered on a previous episode, and anybody that's tuned into sports talk pretty much should at, already know by this all, point. John Morant got in trouble about two months ago for going on Instagram Live with a gun, on top of a whole bunch of other anecdotal stories that came out about him with firearms. So there was the incident where they were, what was it, the Phoenix Suns and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. The Pacers. Is the Pacers. The Pacers. The Indiana Pacers. And Red Dot. Yeah, and they were like, ooh, Ja pointed the, the laser sights at us, right? And then there was the incident in the club where he was caught waving the blicky in the club, which he claims wasn't his allegedly. Tiny ass gun, like. And this, uh, the blicky. The blicky. Uh, <laughs> uh, no disrespect to Don's loot. I was gonna say, first of all, what what do you do? You really think he's gonna sneak an AR into the club like the dude who was walking up and down Severn in Maryland with the fucking AR in protest of open the open carry law that just got passed? I by- almost put that in Florida versus everybody. Because it's great. Like, why would you do it? Obviously, he knew what he was doing out front of a school. He wanted to get attention. And, like, there were people who were, like... Every, some people on one side were, like, complimenting his trigger discipline. And, like, they understood, like, yeah, he's he's doing it to get attention. The other side was just like, no, no. Get the... This is, this is the whole Bad reason... Optics. This Bad is the optics. whole reason Westmore passed the law in the first fucking place. But, anyway... Uh, back to Ja Morant, uh, because Westmore can't do anything about Ja Morant, and neither can Adam Silver. Uh, ja literally looked Adam Silver in his face and was like, I'm sorry, that's not me. I won't do that again. I'm not here to promote violence or anything like that. And then, you know, goes back on Instagram. And, and apologizes with something that may or may not have been written with ChatGPT. <laughs> is called waving the blicky again after he said he wasn't gonna go on instagram live anymore he didn't his friend did john just looked at the camera yeah <laughs> and apparently had that shit sitting in his lap okay but you like, see he would have been fine if he caught his friend on instagram live and he had the blicky but then he noticed the camera and then was like cut that shit off i don't then people could be like at least he tried so aside from the okay like the club thing i get Right, like sneaking a, glo- a gun actively in bad optics into the club because you've got privilege is yeah that's that's a wild that's a wild move, you know. Shine got kicked out of the country, but also Jaws in Tennessee. Everybody in Tennessee got guns. Yeah, that's one of the other things. Like, there's not even like permits no. in Tennessee. Everybody in Tennessee got guns. So are you telling me that this young millionaire? <laughs> who is living in one of the most like gun liberal states in the country is not supposed to be walking around armed and carrying rest in peace young doll i don't right like i don't i don't understand i really don't under, like last time we talked about this culture and context here right now this is the same city where young Dolph was shot and killed i mean not just but it's also fucking tennessee like do we really think that like tennessee would be like hollering at any of its other like it like the titans players if they were caught mudding on back roads with ars and shit like that no they just get cut next man up i don't even think they would get cut especially if it was suspended i don't think they i don't think it would happen i'm sorry especially if it was some good old boys you know if this was a white player i don't think it would be that big idea wearing a helmet 
I, if it was a white player, I'm and yes, I'm pulling that card. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I think the issue here is no. I mean, MLB players post hunting photos all yeah, the time. It's a black. It's a black player in the NBA. He's young and black. Gun culture currently, right now, is toxic. It is wave the blicky in the club on IG Live toxic. Where, right? Like I said, MLB players will post pictures of them guns hunting. And I don't. I honestly don't really see like the difference in like the bragging, right? Like one is like, "Ooh, I actually killed a thing," and the other is like, "I, I might, might kill a thing. <laughs> I might, I might kill a person." You fuck around and find out. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't see the difference. I'm sorry. I really don't. And like some people will be like, "Oh, you're clearly being just like obtuse here." And I'm like, I'm not really though. Like if you sit back and look at it, like. What are we mad at? He hasn't attempted to shoot anybody. Yes, there was that one incident where he, like, got into it with the fucking 17-year-old. But, like, let's not forget that Jot is how old? 23. Fucking 23 years old. You're going to tell me that there are Physically difference? There's not going to be that much. I mean, yeah, Jaw's a pro athlete, but Jaw's also... Not like a huge dude. You're gonna tell me that there aren't fucking incidents in this country in trailer parks where fucking 23 year olds get into it with 17 year olds and threaten them with guns all the time. Had but, to pick up basketball court, like, like, yeah, come on, it it happens, folks. Like, let's not pretend like this dude is really doing anything. Generally, else. the rule with pickup though is a, don't. Yeah. And I, B, if it does, just. Dude, it's basketball. Just not that big a deal. Listen, and I I get it, right? Like, the NBA, they're trying to set a standard. There's a set of professionalism here. They have a morality clause in everybody's contract. But I feel like this shit is a little heavy-handed, given the circumstances. Like, like He hasn't officially... He's been suspended by the team indefinitely. Yeah, because they're not in the fucking... They're not in the playoffs right now. Well, league suspension is still to be determined. And However, I, I feel it is like expected to be pretty heavy. Now, I've, granted, this used do you to feel be like an that's image in the NBA though. that was a lot more prevalent. That was since that has since been curbed. Also curbed at the time before social media really coming into play. So seeing players with this like this exposure with players is something new. Where previously we would just hear stories about like right. this person this with a gun. Incident. Yeah. So, but do you feel like it's justified, though? Or do you feel what I'm saying, where it's like, this is kind of like a victim of circumstance thing, where it's like, Ja is young, he's black, he's got dreads, and he's fucking hanging out in Memphis acting like he's young, wild, and thugging. I think he's risking $200 million as the face of the NBA. Which is what I said, as yeah. the face of the NBA, who I feel like that's No, he's, he's potentially one of the faces of the... He has a signature shoe from Nike, dude. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Potentially, he might fuck that up. Which is dumb to me because he's in fucking Tennessee. It's not like we're talking about somebody who was, like, in, like, this, like, non-gun-associated state. Right, like I feel like if he was wearing Mossy Oak and like I said, hanging out on some fucking ranch somewhere and shooting ARs, nobody would be pissing this much. Hot take, the people that are defending Ja don't even watch the NBA. Defending him or offended by him? Defending him. Are you taking shots at me? No, 
I'm saying, like, <laughs> a lot of the people who are going to be defending Ja are super pro-gun, but they don't oh. give a fuck about the No, NBA. I think gun nuts are going to jump on this, right, as they always do when it comes to the young black youth in them. Like, the kids in Chicago and, like, what's going on in Baltimore, or the inner cities in general. This is what I mean about black gun culture, right? Because most black gun culture is focused on inner city youth. Right, it's not like taking into perspective rural black communities, which in this case I you would consider that Ja would be a part of, even though I guess Memphis is not a rural community, it is a city, but it's Tennessee we're fucking talking about here. Right? And I just feel like it's wild to assume anybody with money in Tennessee doesn't have a gun. <laughs> the- even people without Money, money in Tennessee. Tennessee have guns. So you're telling me, ooh, this young basketball player who is in this fucking like gun liberal state shouldn't be seen on Instagram waving guns around? Get the fuck out of here. We dude. watched a little bit of a Michael Moore documentary in history of film class, and there he went into a bank, and if you opened a savings account, they would give you a free gun. In Tennessee? In a southern state. Listen, I... They would give you a free gun with every checking account. I'm just saying, uh, John Morant pretty much has a free checking account (laughs) playing for the NBA. And I think the, yes, his gun behavior is a little bit reckless. And there is something you could argue that black gun culture in itself is a is toxic right i'm not gonna say it's a tad bit toxic it is pretty toxic (laughs) waving guns at the cameraman is not cool guys (laughs) i mean they're probably not loaded most of the time ask the cinematographer on the rust set (laughs) it's it's and on that note uh, we won't know if John Moran is getting fired or not, but to clear up Oh, he's not getting things. fired. But the thing is, is like, Jaw's image is associated to so many different people's bags. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, you know. Uh, Adam Silver, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the owner of the Memphis Grizzlies, the TNT crew are all looking at you and you're like, you could fuck this up for all of us. At this point, they'd be more ready to cut bait on Ja than to just cut bait on the lead. I feel like that's how Fox felt when they let go of Tucker Carlson. (laughs) And lately on the internet, people have been speculating uh, what other axings are on the way following the Tucker Carlson firing, especially considering the hefty settlement that Fox News has to pay Dominion, um, which Dominion has followed up in a statement insisting that the Tucker Carlson firing has nothing to do with the lawsuit. It was not one of the clauses that was stipulated. And just so you guys know, Laura Ingram is not being (laughs) fired either. Um, it is not yet clear whether or not Sean Hannity will take over Tucker Carlson's spot because that was another rumor that was floating around the internet. But it is also clear, um, Fox has made it clear that the rumor that Laura Ingram is to follow with Tucker Carlson is also not true. Um, just so clear that up. But we haven't seen Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson in the same room since. <laughs> 
Um, there's also speculation that Tucker Carlson... Can you imagine Tucker Carlson and drag as Laura Ingram to stay on air? If George Santos was doing his makeup, I could see it. Um, but in Tucker Carlson and drag is something I don't think anybody actually wants to see. I would have liked to see Laura Ingram be fired, but it does not look like we will actually be getting the chance to see that. So but, we are just here debunking internet rumors for you all. We will get the chance to see, though, is a baby born from three people's DNA. That's right. One of the first cases of a child born with three sets I'm gonna of DNA. I'm going to let you cook on this, in, on this before I even respond. I'm going to let you cook. You cook. Has been born to a set of parents in the UK. Um, the pioneering technique is an attempt to prevent the child from being born with a devastating mitochondrial disease um and the dna used from the third parent is like 0.1 percent of the actual dna not enough to actually be qualified as a third parent according to the article but the child itself was born with some kind of mitochondrial um genetic defect they're using this new and emerging procedure, right, to implement a third set of DNA that would help kind of correct the mitochondrial deformity that's going on um, here in the birthing process in an attempt to help provide a normal lifestyle for the child or a normal growth pattern for the child. So this is something that was recognized prenatal as a condition this child might have yes and then they added a third strand of dna or a third a, a strand of dna from somebody else yes i mean because technology that we have now uh allows for pretty like early detection of like genetic malformities and stuff like that in the like gestation process of uh human babies <laughs> i don't know why that sounded so weird but yeah, no, uh, according to this article, this uh, donor um, is only relevant in making effective mitochondria and does not affect any other traits such as appearance or like cognitive behaviors or genetic traits that are passed down it is literally just her mitochondria. So when I saw this headline, the first thing that popped into my head was that person at work. That person, Edward. Big Brother Ed. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's really <laughs> where you took it. No, this is not some weird, the like... The Chimera only said yeah, one was... thing. Kill me. Yeah, no, this is or, not... No, 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 no. I want to die. The Chimera said, I want to die. This is not some weird Chimera, baby. They are literally just... Uh, they have taken the mitochondria from one woman's uh egg cells and implanted them into another woman's the moment if i was the process. dad the moment i heard this i'd be like all right save the baby there's therapy on the way though there have only been um up to five cases where this uh procedure has been done and it, it, they will not name exactly how many cases have been done in order for people to not track it down because for the I, 20 people involved in this five cases i do the math real quick <laughs> i could that see joke is hilarious how 
uh, some people might think like something like this is controversial, especially like people, you know, far off in the religious categories there. Um, if it dies, it dies. Wow. Wow, that was dark. You know who doesn't feel that way? South Florida schools, who will only allow clear backpacks as of next year in an attempt to promote school safety. Now, I will admit, back in like the mid-2000s, and I, first time I saw a clear backpack at Office Depot, I was like, that's kind of fucking dope and transgressive. I dig that. And now it's kind of dystopian. It's extremely dystopian and still somehow transgressive. Uh, <laughs> I think this is wild in an attempt to, you know, really stand your ground and not change gun laws at all because in the no let's just violate personal privacy in the new york post article it says that teachers staff and visitors will not be subject to the clear bag rules only students because you know only students commit gun violence in america it's never people from outside of the school who are taking their i, I will say aggressions out on I, the school for Whatever I haven't heard of many cases in their manifesto. of the teacher shooting up the class. It's a lot. I mean, fucking Sandy Hook was an elementary school. But it wasn't an elementary school kid who brought a gun to the school. I know, but like that dude would have been technically labeled a visitor and his bag wouldn't have been searched because it wasn't clear. I can tell you that in Texas, they had just passed a law that might allow for teachers to be paid extra uh, to go through the process of being taught gun safety and being certified to carry guns in the classroom, right? So there's that. I don't know if that's any better than clear backpacks, to be honest with you, uh, because I feel like this all falls short of just passing better and more comprehensive gun regulation legislation. Mm -hmm. uh, like, because once again, this all falls really absurd to the point when you look at the fact that a lot of these mass shootings aren't even committed by students in the school and haven't been since like Columbine. I know like the colleges are a bit different, but this isn't even like college. Like this is the public school system. So I don't even know if this would affect even like public college. <laughs> universities? <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. All this ahead of Ron DeSantis uh, announcing or supposedly announcing by the time you hear this, I guess we'll have known whether or not he's actually going to run for president. But the rumors are boiling up that the announcement is coming. You were talking about something, you know, just an answer being stupid. Sometimes answers aren't stupid, they're just creative. I came up with the phrase earlier, uh, probably last month. I've had a lot of ideas in my life. Some of them were good. And some of them were? Other ideas. <laughs> so let's talk about Manhattan and how they are taking a creative approach to climate change. <laughs> I guess you could look at it like that. A report came out recently that it seems... Within about 80 years, Manhattan, the lower uh, the lower side of Manhattan, 
not just the Lower East Side of Manhattan, is going to be flooding under water. Manhattan is sinking, as the report states. So, instead of stopping that, they're rebranding, as you will. The new Venice, <laughs> if you will. Because <laughs> New York was once New Amsterdam, so why shouldn't Manhattan just, you know, follow tradition, right? Duh. Duh. Uh, and, you know... It'll follow right in suit with Venice, and because the East River is filthy, make the canals absolutely disgusting. Uh, However, it might prevent homelessness. How do you think Eric Adams is going to adapt to this? I guess he won't be there then, right? It's like 80 years. We'll talk about... How, how, do you think Ju- how do you think Rudy Giuliani the <laughs> third will react? <laughs> He'll sweat in the river, causing it to flow even furthermore <laughs> into the streets. Um, listen, Ed, this is wild. Uh, 80 years is a long time. Who do you um, think will be mayor of New York in 80 years, and why will it be Derek Jeter's grandchild? Wow. Um, so, that's assuming that the rest of New York won't be fucking absolutely underwater by then, considering the rate at which these storms just keep rising. It's like, no, we did that part already. Yeah, we did. But the floodwaters are rising. No, we did that part already. Yeah, we did. Uh, listen. Um, we should have started with this story. It would have been so easy. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, transitioning to gondolas would probably be easier than battling New York City traffic. So, I mean, maybe this is a win-win for New York. They've already got all the skyscrapers, so you just cut out, like, the first level of the buildings and... Which is hilarious, because people all on the the lower floors probably are paying higher rent. And are poor. Um, So, once again, this is a situation that'll suck for poor people. Rich people, too. They don't want to wait in the elevator that much longer. They'd probably play higher rent to be on the fourth floor. Yeah, and now you've got to pay somebody to fucking gondola you to your fucking bagel shop, right? Yeah, taxi drivers. Gondola Caddy, take me to go get a chopped cheese. And sing to me while you're doing it. (laughs) Can you imagine getting strolled in a gondola to fucking Cardi B, dog? Because that's what's going to happen. Are you ready for that? Yeah, just show up to the lower side of Manhattan and get picked up by an Armenian like gondola, <laughs> an Armenian gondola captain. This is how the taxi drivers get one up on Uber, right? <laughs> they just transition into fucking gondola sailing. Just like getting... their taxis, just the wheels go like outwards and sideways, and then all of a sudden they turn into boats. Yeah, going down. In my uh, Florida versus everybody, I, I saw a headline where a guy turned a jet ski into a motorcycle and got pulled over. No, that's just industrious. I give that guy credit. Was that in California? That was in Florida. Oh, that was in Florida. That was definitely in Florida. You have to remember, Florida has the biggest absurdities, but also some real ingenuity in them, too. I was going to say, California's got some pretty lax, like, uh... Like vehicle laws, though. Yeah, but that's a very... You can drive almost, like, anything. You're like, I... I could take this jet ski and hit the golf trail and then pick up the highway on my way out. That way I can go through Brew-Thru and get a 30-pack of Budweiser. Seeing a golf cart driving on the highway is just another reminder that... We're still not done the episode! Oh, we're not? What do we else have left? No! We're not done the episode! 
Are you kidding me? What do we have left? Well, we want. I mean, we, you we can have a soft move or a boss move, and then we have to talk about the game of the year. Oh, that's right. That's right. We hadn't talked about Zelda. It's just another reminder that Zelda is still the best franchise in video games. And we'll talk about that right after, after this, this break. break. And we're back. So I had a question for you. And if you guys have questions for us, this is your second reminder that you can send them to us at the flood pod on everything. And that is, is on everything. Or if you just want to email it to us the normal old fashioned way, it's the floodpod at gmail.com. So I want to know if this is a soft move or, or a boss move. Boss move. Moving on, it's time for soft move or boss move. For our new listeners, that is a segment where I find a headline and I propose to duck because it's a little confusing to me of whether or not that was a soft move, like, what the fuck, or a boss move, like, what the fuck? Earlier this week, Lil Wayne was doing a concert in L.A. and he cut the show short because the crowd was not into it. Ah, uh, listen, I've seen this several times before and I feel a way about it. So it turns out uh, after one of the opening acts received a lackluster, I guess, uh, applause from the audience following their performance, Wayne came out in a video that has since gone live on sites such as Instagram and TikTok of him complaining of the lackluster enthusiasm, as you put earlier, to the appearance of his new artist that apparently has less streams on Spotify than than probably us at this point. And I don't even know if that'd be harsh because I've never seen this dude in my life. But Wayne was not having it. He was not feeling it and promptly canceled the rest of the performance after what some of the Twitter users stated was being like fucking like three hours late which is probably why they had to sit through those extra performances of Lil Twist and the new artist. Hip Hop DX reported the 40 year old rapper hit the stage about an hour late then after about 30 minutes and bringing up surprise guest 2 chains, the fireman rapper walked off to take a break and didn't return to finish his set as documented by fans on social media instead he gave fellow Young Money artists Alan Kubas, Lil Twist, and Yaj Kader the spotlight, and you can correct me on all those pronunciations, and I had them finish the show. Right, as far as I know. A video posted to Twitter shows Lil Wayne wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey, cutting the entire show short. He turns to Kubas and says, We appreciate it, but we ain't about to be bending over backwards for these folks. We work way too hard for this shit. So after... He, you know, properly stormed off stage. Everybody, you know, took to Twitter and was like upset and shit. And I guess you're asking me ultimately if this is a soft move or a boss move. Canceling a show because people weren't receiving you being late to your show an hour late, not three hours like I had previously said. Although, although, Travis Scott, I'm sure Wayne 
has been that late to a show before, but that's not the point here. The point so is, is Axel Rose. This is nothing new in the rock sphere. Right. So when Axel did it, and and like we and got we, super fucking pissed at him, and, and GNR broke up. Would cancel the show afterwards. Like I that feel like mean we didn't stop buying tickets until this it became is a regular thing. Total diva shit. It's total diva shit to show up to a show an hour late and then cancel it because fans aren't receiving your new unknown artist and opening talent, right? Like, it, after bringing 2 chains out, like, that's supposed to somehow make this shit better. No, it's a total soft move. Soft move. Yeah, given context, soft move. If it was, like, you know, he's really putting on a live show and it's at, like, a venue and an event like truly catered for him like say it's the hollywood dome right and or like the crowd does this shit i'd understand it a little bit more because clearly you paid the ticket to see a fucking show right but this almost sounds like he was just like contracted as like almost like filler type of thing like, this doesn't sound like a fucking giant wheezy show at a Hollywood Dome. Or I could just be totally wrong, and this is some straight-up diva shit. I caught myself earlier trying to play devil's advocate in defense of something that was really stupid earlier today, so maybe I'm doing it again. It's probably a soft move. However, it's better than people dying in this crowd like the, the Travis Scott show. I think we're at the two extremes of this. We have, your crowd is too live and your crowd is not live enough. Which one I'm talking about? That's up to you. One thing I can tell you that- Was Travis Scott's crowd not live enough? Wow. One thing I can tell you that was live though, was this new Zelda drop. <laughs> That's the sound of me skydiving through the air, everybody. <laughs> Doc, how many times have we talked about Breath of the Wild on this podcast? In passing. Countless, countless. Countless. You have rattled off the number of play hours you have for Breath of the Wild. Over 450. Shamelessly so. So, I... Actually, I think it's closer to 600. Numerous Um, amounts of times. I said that that game was a perfect 10, except for, like, seven things, right? Weapon durability is shit in that game. That is one. It is absolute dog shit in Breath of the Wild. Like, okay, so... You can hit an enemy, like, four times with any with weapon. With, like, a soldier's broadsword. And it'll break. Okay, so that's one. Go on. What are some of the other complaints? Um, uh, I would say initial endurance, like, Link's initial endurance. Is, oh, his stamina? Yeah. His, no, that's yeah. a get-good thing. And it's still that way in Tears of a Kingdom. I mean, I, I'm super I get, frustrated about it because yeah. everything is killing me, but at the same time, I run out of energy at the same time. And uh, that reminds me of the early game of Breath of the Wild. So that's actually kind of par for the course. The game is supposed to be hard. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but he it could, is supposed to he be could have a game. tad bit more endurance. Okay, uh, so what are your, some of your complaints? So some of my other complaints were uh, a lack of caves and water levels. You are definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as like everybody else is concerned because like the internet unanimously, and I am right along with them, hates water levels. I Uh, agree too, but I miss that it, my anger cannot be directed somewhere. 
All of my anger is I cannot unjustifiably throw it at the water temple. I actually have to accept the fact that I need to get good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I hate that. So so go ahead. But they have given no us water levels to countless blame your caves, on. Countless caves and even wells. Fifty-six wells to be exact. In tears? Yes. Oh. Enemy diversity was another big thing, where it was just like there's like seven different types of enemies and three yeah, variations of yeah. everything. There are still I've been playing this game for at least twenty hours, and I have still running into new enemies I have never fucking seen. Oh, that's good, because that is one thing that will make me like grow tired of a game really quickly is like if it has the same patch of enemies over and over again. Another one was real dungeons. We were missing real dungeons. Well, guess what? They gave us real dungeons. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys wanted to play a Zelda game and not Dark Souls. Why not both? <laughs> or no one does. Like I said, Breath of the Wild was hard. Yeah. Tears of a Kingdom is hard. Yeah. I'm able to, it like, looks, I would be able to intense. go through Ocarina of Time probably without dying once. Yeah. This? I die a lot. No, no. Like, in the open world games, it's almost guaranteed you're going to die a lot. Like, like the whole thing is, like, you're talking about not enough stamina. Well, sometimes I run out of stamina holding my paraglider after skydiving. And you know what happens? I fall. Tears, and I die. Tears to me looks like they took Horizon Zero Dawn and Fallout 4 and they were like, what if these two baby, or what if these two games had a baby and it and it wore Zelda cosplay? You know what this game feels like to me? This game feels like Breath of the Wild was a rough draft. Yeah, no, I totally could see that. I totally see that. A just game that was at... like a 10 out of 10, but like seven things. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to say that Breath of the Wild wasn't a 10 out of 10. But I am going to say Tears of the Kingdom is better. Yeah. Which is really saying something about Tears of the Kingdom. No, because Breath of the Wild is, I mean, visually it's stunning. The gameplay is great. I have not progressed far enough into the game to be completely captivated by it yet. And I'm not like a huge uh, Legend of Zelda like diehard either, right? Like I love the games. I am. I have bought every single yeah. Nintendo system that a new Zelda has come out. So you've got both ends of the spectrum right and from what i've seen of the gameplay so far and like i said i i played breath of the wild i haven't gotten my hands on tears of the kingdom yet but i have seen some of the gameplay and it does not look like it's going to disappoint in any slight of the form. yo people are committing war crimes with this build this build mechanic the build mechanic is absolutely insane and it makes me like, I worry for the developers. Like, I hope the dev team is okay because that <laughs> fucking build mechanic on top of the open world that they've built. And, like, Tears of the Kingdom is supposed to be, like, one of the largest open world games. Oh, it's fucking huge. Yeah. They've taken Breath of the Wild and multiplied it by more than... And Breath of the Wild was already like, a they huge open world They more than doubled the size yeah. of the map right. because they gave Hyrule an underground. So... And I, then there's also Sky Island, so they more than doubled the size I of I hope the, the dev team is okay. I'm glad they got this out because the writer before the writer strike happened. Because I I don't know if the writer strike affects video games as well. But I don't I, think it I, affects I, Japan. 
Oh, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I guess fair enough. Right? The Writers Guild of America. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, they, they affect, affect Japan. Japan. Yeah, they, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's not American the whole company. Writers Guild of <gasps> America. I mean, fair enough. I get it. It's not an American company. I'm thinking because yeah, that's just me being Americentric, right? But like, this game is magical. It's incredible. Here we go. Zig is. I, I always. Love it. He's not even. I always tried to like. Cape for Skyward Sword because one of the coolest things in Skyward Sword was just to be able to like be on your bird and then jump off and go skydiving. I thought that was so cool. And you know what they did with this? They made it just as cool. But you can actually go wherever now, <laughs> and you can jump from the highest spot all the way to your death and save yourself hundreds of dollars in therapy. I can go anywhere. The whole weapon durability thing, they fixed it. Do you want to know why? why? Do you want to know how? They how? introduced this fuse mechanic. So you can take anything you find and fuse it to a weapon. If you find a ruby, you can fuse it to a weapon and all of a sudden your sword is shooting fireballs. I feel like they could have easily fixed the weapon durability mechanic by allowing you to take new weapons and fuse them to your old weapons to you improve the durability. Yeah, of course. Now you can do that. Yeah. You can fuse a shield to a sword. No, not you can use no, you can fuse you know how in Breath of the Wild I mean, like, you have would... a two-handed sword, you can't hold yeah. a shield, right? Yeah. You can fuse a shield to a two-handed sword, and now you can block with your two-handed sword. I mean, yes, that's that's clutch. That's clutch. I'm not even gonna argue that. But I'm like talking like even simpler than that. Because like, do you know how many times you've run across enemies that have the same weapon that you have in Breath of the Wild? It would be super dope. If instead of adding that weapon to your inventory, you can just use it to repair the weapon that you have already. <laughs> that would be cool. And I mean, I guess that's something that I wish there was a way to like repair, like hard repair. There yeah. is one, but it's a really weird conditional one. Yeah. But it, now it's not in like Breath the, of the Witcher. Wild, Breath of the Wild, there wasn't there was no way. Yeah. Tears of a Kingdom, there is one way and you can do it once every blood moon cycle. See, that's stupid. Like You take your weapon and you throw it to this specific wow. Octorok, and then the Octorok will spit it back out at you fully repaired. But you can only do it once a Blood Moon Cycle, once an Octorok. That's weird. But it's better than not being able to do it at all in Breath of the Wild. I guess, right? I mean, when you have the Witcher where you can, you know, just easily, or fucking Dark Souls, where you can just easily repair your weapon. Or, you know, in Tears of a Kingdom, you can just make another super epic weapon on super. the fly. Super? All right, man, Dark, calm down. Ha 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 No, that's totally how this game has got you, though, right now, right? Like, you're just, like, laughing with joy, and how many hours have you clocked in so far? At least, at least 20. And I'm still in the early game, and I still feel clueless. Yeah. I'm seeing people do shit on YouTube that I never would have fucking even thought of. So by the time this comes out, he'll probably have at least quadrupled that gameplay time. They give you this ability that lets you rewind time. And I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I underestimated the power of something that lets you rewind time. <laughs> That guy in Florida didn't. <laughs> 
So you can take your Ultra Hand ability. Yes, that's the fucking name of it. The Ultra Hand. <laughs> because it lets you do anything. Because it lets you it's go the beyond. Build mechanic. It lets you move. Sh it lets you move shit, and then it lets you stick stuff together. It lets you reangle things. So you take your Ultra Hand ability, and you need to take your glider from a fucking sky island halfway across the map. But no, you have no tracks to run your glider on. So. You just take your Ultra Hand ability, lift the glider up over the edge for a little bit, and then pull it back, and then stand on top of the glider, reverse time, and it will follow the track that it was when you Ultra Handed it. You release time, and then mid-air, the glider will drop and start to gracefully glide. Listen, you can always leave it up. Or, you know, you can just crucify Koroks to the hive mind to find every way to absolutely break a video game. This game seems like it's got an infinitesimal amount of ways to break. It has other game developers tweeting at Nintendo, legitimately asking, how the fuck did you even make this game? Slave labor. The answer is slave labor, and that's why they don't have a writer's union. <laughs> but they made a damn good game and they sold, uh, hold on, give me one second while I look this up. Tears of the Kingdom sold 10 million copies in three days. Damn. At $70 a piece. I'm not, I'm not surprised though because the anticipation for this game and the buildup has been pretty heavy, right? Like the marketing campaign for the release of this shit has been pretty intense. It is Nintendo's strongest franchise, if you ask me. It is the breaking case of emergency franchise. I mean, it is probably one of, and, and I mean, they did make it very optimal for the Switch, right? Like it is like a game that is perfectly tailored to this console or this generation. They give Link a Switch in the game. They call it the Pura Pad, but it's a Switch. It's wow. a Switch. Wow, see, and the only other game I anticipate doing this kind of number right now is probably that Final Fantasy VII Part Two drop that's supposed to FF7 happen. FF7 R, FF7 R2. Yeah, that's supposed to happen in the winter later on this year in the winter time. I uh, I messaged my friend Mike, who uh, I told you like we re became friends. We used to like hang out in elementary school together. Yeah. I messaged him. He he mentioned that he had a PlayStation Five, and I was like, Hey Mike, so when FF7 R2 comes out, can I come hang out at your house and uh, play Final Fantasy while you watch like we were kids? And he was like, that actually sounds kind of dope. <laughs> and the fact that he responded that way is just another reminder that none of this is normal. But what is normal is Should ordering be. all of your Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Flesh and Blood, Magic the Gathering, board games, and card game supplies at TokenMTG.com and using the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. Because if you're not, you're seriously missing out. That once again is... TokenMTG.com and the promo code Ziggy for 10% off of your order. So if you spent like $100 on Magic cards, first I'd be asking why. And second, I'd be saying if you used our promo code, you could have saved $10. Right, because why would you throw that much money at Blizzards and Wizards of the Coast? Well, fuck when, Blizzard and Wizards. Yeah, uh, when you could However, be you should totally support TokenMTG if you're already a slave to their system. 
And you could be supporting our Patreon, where you can find us at the Flood Pod on everything. And this is your third reminder that that is... On everything. And we'll be back at you guys again next week with more of those hot takes and fire pop culture. But for real, Token MVG is great. Wizards of the Coast just sucks. And we'll see y'all. Deuces! Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.